Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Before we start, um, Malcolm was going to be here and he was going to share some feedback on the building, but he's got some, some things to handle with the family. And so the one thing that, the reason why we had the, the, the service upstairs was because of the fact that we had a special announcement that we wanted to make to the church concerning the building. And so this is it. Over the past couple of weeks, the Lord has been speaking to us about how we've been going about, you know, trying to finance the building. And basically, he told us that we are going to build. We're going to start building in the next couple of weeks. And it's going to be debt free. (laughs) Yeah. And you can imagine, Malcolm, as you are saying that, you know. God is doing a work in all of us, you know, (laughs) transitioning us from our own trust, you know. And uh, the two things that he felt we needed to share is the first one is that God uses us to bring the miracle into our lives. You know, it's an amazing principle. Many times we look outside of ourselves, but it says Christ in you is the hope of glory. Most of the time you've got everything that you need pertaining to life and godliness already inside of you. The only issue is that you don't have a word that sparks that. Yeah? And so, the one thing that he felt to share is you are the miracle. If you've got, I don't know if all of you received this, is these pamphlets that we have, for those of you who have been pledging to the building fund and those of you who would like to pledge, is there anyone who hasn't received this? The ushers will bring it to you. Just raise your hand. You've got an interest and you've got like, oh, wow, opportunity here. Just raise your hand. We'll bring it to you. And it comes with a complimentary uh, fridge magnet that says, let's build, let's rise and build, honor God and make disciples to keep the vision before you. You know, when, when Jacob... When Jacob went to to Laban's house, he went because of a lady. He went because of Rachel. And then the uncle tricked Jacob by making him work because the principal said he must work for seven years and then he can marry Rachel. But the uncle tricked him and said, no, according to our traditions, no, you must, the the older sister must get married first. So, you know, he, he... He was tricked into marrying the older sister. He was willing to work another seven years to marry Rachel. Older sister say, praise the Lord. (laughs) And then, after that, during that time, this is what, what Jacob did. He did something very profound. He had this deal with the uncle that said that, okay, among the flocks that he's gonna take care of over these next seven years, all the flocks that will be born spotted and striped, striped will be his and all the ones that are solid will be the uncles right and the uncle only had solid ones so he was like (laughs) you know and so he was trying to make sure that Jacob doesn't get a good deal out and what Jacob did is at the trough where the animals drink he went and he put sticks in the ground and he cut stripes and spots on them And every time that the the animals would come there and drink and mate at the water point, those things were there. And all the animals were starting to give birth to striped and spotted 
sheep. And so Jacob started becoming very wealthy in his uncle's house. It's like, no, according to the statistics, it's not supposed to be doing that. But when God does something, he puts something before your eyes. Fridge magnet. Yeah? Fridge magnet. So tell your neighbor, you are the miracle. That's number one. And then the other miracle that we've seen, after, so I came from the USA, it was just about a month ago, went to the land of the free and the land of opportunity. Hey! <laughs> Coming to America. And it was great. And while I was there, that's when the Lord really started speaking to me about the fact that we need to build, but we need to build debt free. And so when, when I came back, I started speaking to Malcolm and saying, we need to build and we need to go now. And people started coming to us with prophetic words and sharing and saying, we need to build now. And so then we started going to the engineers and looking at the quotes. Previously, the quotes that we used to have were like sky high. And now when we're getting quotes again, they're like 50% of, of what we were given before. So we're literally getting exceptional favor from the Lord. And I remember the one time we were on top with the engineer walking around, and the engineer looked at us and asked us, so how much is in your budget? And we were like, no, we've got about one million. You know, you don't want to tell the guy everything. And then the guy was like, wow, with what you've got, you can do a whole lot now. Amen? And so as we see, God is a supernatural God, and he knows our need, and he definitely wants to meet our need. But many times we look at the wrong place. And so we ended off with Exodus 36 verse 5, which speaks about how the, the tabernacle of Moses was going to be built. And what God did is he told Moses to tell the people to bring what they can to the work of building the tabernacle. And the people started bringing generously. They started giving. And what happened later on is they brought too much. And it says the people are bringing more than enough for doing the work the Lord commanded to be done. Tell them to stop giving. That was the grace that was operating. And we believe that same grace is present in this house today. Amen. We believe it, we know it's the case, and we're going to get to the point where the extra of the building fund monies is going to start going to awesome purposes that God is going to lay on our hearts. Amen. Awesome. So let's go to the word for tonight. That was just the intro. The other thing that I really felt was um, someone was sharing with me the importance of reaching the lost. And tell your neighbor, invite them to the kingdom. Invite people to the kingdom. If you invite 25, how many will come? Five will come. If you invite one, how many will come? Zero will come. Amen? It's just probability. So invite, invite everybody. And then everybody. <laughs> and then you'll see people getting saved. Yeah? Don't judge people and say, no, this one is too hard. That one doesn't like Christians. I heard them having a conversation. Invite those ones. Amen? We see this service becoming the strongest, most awesome service of all the three services. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow, you guys are excited. Hmm. So invite. It's one thing to say, hallelujah. When it's time to invite, it's like... <clears throat> okay, let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord. 
I thank you that your word is living and active. I thank you, Lord, that it's alive. I thank you that right now, in this moment, we are being transfigured into your purpose, into your plan, Lord. Yeah. No time in your presence is wasted time, Lord. Yeah. Every time our destiny is being catapulted into your purpose, Lord. We thank you for your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So then, won't you guys put up for us 1 Kings chapter 17? For those of you who have already heard the message, I'll see if I can spice it up for you guys this morning. So put up for us 1 Kings chapter 17 from verse 1. The context here is in Israel. Now, Israel is now a divided kingdom, okay? Divided kingdom. The southern part is Judah. The northern part is Israel. The kingdom was divided because of David's sin. Remember with Bathsheba? Okay? And then Solomon has these two sons, and then division comes in between. But it all started, there would be no Solomon. <laughs> if there was no David and Bathsheba. Okay? Now the northern kingdom is called Israel, and the king of the northern kingdom is Ahab. Ahab is married to Jezebel. Just tell your neighbor, Jezebel. <laughs> Don't name your child that name. <laughs> now, Jezebel is a witch. Okay? She's involved with witchcraft, occultic practices, and the worship of Baal. Idolatry. She's pulling the whole nation into idolatry. Okay? And Ahab is supposed to be king of Israel, who is the light to the nations. And yet, he's allowing Baal to dominate in the Holy Land. And so the prophet Elijah comes to Ahab and prophesies to him and says that there will be no rain. There will be no rain for three years except at my word. And what happens is the economy starts to go into recession. Sounds familiar, no? Okay, so the economy starts going into recession, there's drought, economic woes, and trouble, and all of this is the time where this is taking place. And so then God speaks to Elijah, let's read it together, one to go. Now Elijah the Tishbite from Tishbe in Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except at my word. Next verse. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Next verse. Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kerith Ravine east of the Jordan. Next verse. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. Stop. So it's a time of drought. It's a time where there is no supply. And the only thing that rules supreme over every circumstance is the word of the Lord. It doesn't matter what your bank account says. It doesn't matter what the economy says. It doesn't matter which family you come from. The question is, what is God saying to you? Because what God says to you is able to bring you through any situation into the purpose of God. Are you with me? Okay. Next one. You will drink. Okay. So go back. Go back. Let's just read that one. You will drink from the brook and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food. Extraordinary supply. Birds. Give us the next one. 
So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kerith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning, and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. The brook is a water stream. Next one. Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Okay? Many times, we're relying on the supply that God gave us in one season to provide for us in the next season. But God wants to provide for us in every season according to his word. And therefore, we have to be sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to hear what he's saying now compared to what he said last year. I remember when I was trying to persuade Malcolm and tell him that we're going to go this way. And then the issue was, but we've run so fast in this direction, preparing structures and everything to persuade the bankers to finance us. And yet, at this point, we are to be humble enough to be able to stop and say, no, but the Lord is saying, regardless of what we spent. You know, sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody. <clears throat> and then, <laughs> you know the Lord is saying, leave this one. I've got something better for you. But you have spent too much money, too much time, too many tears. It feels like... Uh, Sunk cost, a lost cost. If I just leave this person, all my investment will just go to nothing. But God was saying, this is now the new word. You guys will build debt free. Remember Abraham. God told him what? I want you to take your son. Not Ishmael, the one that your wife doesn't like. The one of the promise is Isaac. Take him and then take him to the mountain, Mount Moriah, and there I want you to sacrifice him. Word of the Lord. It says Abraham woke up early in the morning and took his son. I'm sure he didn't tell anything to the wife. Because when he got close to the mountain, he said to the servant, stay here. Me and the boy, we are going to worship. So that's what he told the wife. Otherwise, the servants were going to come back and say, he is killing the boy. He is killing the boy. Come quickly. So he told her, we are going to worship. Me and the boy. When they come halfway, we are going to worship me and the boy. When they got there, Abraham was ready. Put the boy on, tied him up, put the fire on. He was ready to stab the boy. And if he was like one of us, some of us. No, the Lord told me last year. Yeah, the Lord told you last year, but what is he saying now? Lest you kill the promise of God. He had to be sensitive enough for the angel to say, Abraham, stop. Don't lay a hand on the boy. I now know. X, Y, Z. Look in the bush. There is provision. Yeah? You need to know the heart of God at every situation. He abundantly meets your need. Abundantly. If the situation is not looking like he's going to come through, the situation is lying. Situations can lie. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, situations can lie. Don't look at me like that. Situations can lie. Give us the, the, the next verse. Verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, came to him. Go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there 
to supply you with food. Can you hear that? Okay, next one. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar that I may have a drink? Next one. As she was going to get it, he called and said, and bring me please a piece of bread. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I am gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Go back, you are moving too fast. Yeah. Now remember when the word of the Lord came to, to Elijah, it said, I have commanded, there is a widow, I have spoken to her already. I've commanded the widow to take care of you. You go there, she will meet you and provide for you. Is that what it looks like here? No. I'm sure Elijah is coming. One, when the Lord told him, I'm going to, I've commanded a widow to, I'm sure he heard, I've commanded a wealthy, rich widow <laughs> to take care of you. Because most of the time, that's what we factor in. Obviously, God is going to supply to me through wealth. Mm-mm. So we are waiting for the wealthy people and yet your blessing is just next door. And so Elijah comes, he meets this woman and the word of the Lord said, I have commanded her to take care of you and yet she is starting to explain her situation. Mm. She is obviously not aware. Imagine the comparison. The first provision came through what? Birds. How can birds be more responsive? Can you see? If, if there were birds here tonight, and I'm telling you, birds, we are going to build the kingdom of God. We are going to build the building debt free. Tomorrow, those birds will be flying around doing the work of the Lord. And yet, when you speak to people, dull of hearing. And so the Bible says that she begins to explain to him the economy. As you can see, and we don't need is a PowerPoint now because we have screens. As you can see, the graph is moving downwards. There's a downward trend in the economy. Right here is minus one, and the, the, the projection says it's actually going to be minus 1.9. As you can see, the Reserve Bank in South Africa has already reduced interest rates and the Monetary Policy Committee on this side is also following suit. <laughs> that means that things are actually not doing well. Any questions? <laughs> no questions, right? Why? Because that's the reality. But I tell you, situations lie. And when you begin to raise, raise, raise your circumstances above God's word, you are on your way to death. The word of God says, man shall not live by bread alone. You say, oh Lord, I don't have bread. I only have the word. Eat that word. Give us the next one. And you know what? She makes it quite bleak. Go back. Actually, 
<laughs> I surely, I swear, I swear to you. Right? When people say, I swear to you, I've got nothing and there's nothing here. Right? As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar, a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks. Mm. A few sticks, it means it's a small bread. <laughs> a small bread. A few sticks. Three or four for that fat cook to take home, make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat and die. Expecting, obviously, a kind prophet will say, Ah, oh, okay. No, we understand the situation. We'll go over to the next widow because obviously you guys are in trouble. Mm -mm. We'll read now that the word of the Lord coming to Elijah and coming to this woman is not only that Elijah may be fed, but that she may be rescued. Many times you might be in a time of need and God will send you a situation to help so that you can not only help that person, but you might be rescued out of your own situation. And you start explaining why I can't help you because, you know, we only have two sticks. We only have one jar. It broke last night. That's not the point. Give us the next one. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Does that sound familiar? Whenever the Lord is speaking to human beings concerning his purpose, even, even, even when he came to Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said to her, this wonderful thing will happen in your body. Fear not. You who are highly favored. Eh? Then she started to ask, you know, but how can this be? Since I am still a virgin. I have not known any man. And then he begins, the angel begins to explain. The, the, the Holy Spirit will be involved in this thing. And the one that is born of you will be called Jesus, the Savior of the world. And so God is willing, in your situation, where you feel that I'm in trouble, I'm, I'm, I'm in a press, I'm in a corner, there's no way out. Ask for confirmation. Word. You want words. Words. In the house of Cornelius, Cornelius was a Roman centurion. He was doing good to the poor, giving alms to the poor, taking care of the Jewish synagogue and, 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 and buildings and all of that. And he used to pray a lot, but he wasn't saved. And the Bible says an angel appeared to him in his prayer time and said to him, Cornelius, your alms and your prayers have become a memorial in heaven. I have been sent to you. And I've been sent to you to tell you, go and call for Peter. He is in the house of the tanner in Joppa. And he will come to you and he will bring to you words through which you might be saved. Tell your neighbor, don't despise words. Tell your neighbor, don't despise the words of God. They created you. Let's read together. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me. From what you have and bring it to me. And then make something for yourself and your son. My goodness. If this happened here today, in the newspaper, last meal snatched <laughs> by prophet, false prophet. Prophet, 
saying God told him that the last meal. It's almost like you're saying, look, I heard your story. Thank you for sharing that background. But yeah, yeah, make my bread and then you guys can continue dying your things. <laughs> Hallelujah. When God is providing for you, you all, for a long time, you'll be like this. What? What? <laughs> Are you asking me to do this? Give us an answer. For this is what the Lord says, word of the Lord. The God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. So, her supply was not only... Mm, let's keep reading. She went away and did as Elijah had told. You know, sometimes when we think, oh, there's going to be this building program, and we think it's the rich people that God is going to use. Hallelujah. And we say, Lord, I will pray for those rich people. Mm, we've got rich people in our congregation. Yes, Lord, use them. Use them, Lord. <laughs> mm -mm. Stop praying for them. Pray for yourself. Because many times God uses the widow. Remember when God was, when Jesus was feeding the 5,000. He said, there's no bread here. Isn't it? Even the money to buy is too much. Wages. Then he said, find something here. And they found a little boy's lunch. Tell your neighbor, are you a little boy? Are you a widow? Don't disqualify yourself from being used by God. Yeah. Many of us, when they say, who here is called to finance the kingdom of God? We fold our arms. I'm, I'm in the intercession ministry only. <laughs> Why? Because I don't have any money. Don't look at what you have in your hand. What you have in your hand can multiply in the hands of Jesus. Yeah? That little boy's lunch became food for 5,000 people. And afterwards, he went home with 12 baskets. You must persuade your heart. It pays to walk with God. This belief that came in during the dark ages, vows of poverty and all of that, is a lie. If you walk with God, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Yeah? David said it this way, I've been young and I've been old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging for bread. And then many preachers come on and say, no, sometimes God wants us to go through trials and tribulation. and yon, 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 yon. It's a twisting. It's a twisting of the truth. You will go through trials and tribulations mainly because of persecution. Not because economy is doing what it wants to do. Amen? But if you don't stand like that on that word, you will never experience it. You can be a child of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow, wow. Ooh, wow, wow. Shout, spit, tongues, everything. And not see it. Why? Because you are walking according to the flesh. You need to walk according to the word. And so she went and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day. Notice. In the time of drought. In the time of economic recession. There was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Every day. They were going to eat that day one last fat cook. And then they were going 
to die. It was bleak. God didn't send Elijah to her to feed him. God sent the opportunity to her to rescue her family. To rescue her family. This building fund here, it was up while I was still on campus in SA. This is not my vision. It's God's vision to raise up church planters, to raise up those who will go into the nations, to make an impact in this nation. And God is giving you an opportunity to be a part of it. Not only because he wants to build a building, but he wants to transition your life and your family. One word from God, one word from God can turn your family from a lineage of prostitutes to a lineage of wonderful marriages. One word, one word from God, hear me, can turn your family from those who are always being poor and beggarly to those who send others to school and sponsor families and build houses. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Can you believe it? I'm not talking to those who didn't come tonight. I'm talking to you guys. Yeah? Begin to change your vision. You walk with God. Who is he to you? You say, I walk with God. Are you a Christian? Yes. You walk with God? Yes. He listens to you when you pray? Yes. Wow. The real God? Yes. <laughs> if that is the case, one, what an advantage. What an advantage. She went away and did it. Her family was blessed. Next one. Next one. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Next one. Sometime later, notice. Sometime later, the son of the woman who owned the house became ill. He grew worse and worse and finally stopped breathing. Next one. She said to Elijah, what do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Next one. Give me your son, Elijah replied. What would have happened if at the gate of the city, she will, her explanations about, no, we will make one last fat cook, and then we will make sticks, and then we will die. Had turned him away from her. When her son eventually comes to meet at the door of death, it is the one whom she had to step out and provide for that came to be the door for the resurrection and healing of her son. This is key. You don't know the future, but you know the one who knows the future. You walk with him, and when he comes to you and says, hey, I want you to do X, Y, Z, even though you don't understand how it's going to work out, you must trust in your heart that it is for your good. That it is for your good. The word of God says in Proverbs, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. He will order your steps. And then it says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your increase. 
so will your bands increase at your and your vats will brim over with new wine. This was said by Solomon. Solomon, whom God appeared to in a dream and asked him, Solomon, what do you want? Why did God come to him in a dream? Anybody know? Anybody know? Yes? Yes? He asked for wisdom before. Before he asked for wisdom, he didn't ask for wisdom before. What happened? He made a sacrifice. Thousands of bulls. Because they were dedicating the temple. He made thousands of bulls from his personal account. It provoked God so much. Remember Cornelius? Cornelius, your arms are coming in heaven. They are coming in heaven. You are not saved. The gospel is going to the Jews first. And yet your prayers and your arms are coming in heaven. And God is sending angels to your house to say, this family must get saved. So he makes this sacrifice. That same night, the Lord appears to him in the dream. We, we preach a message here to tell you dreams are not just dreams. It is a place. So if you are having, especially if you are having sexual dreams, watch out. Watch out. <laughs> watch out. Okay? Don't, don't write them off as, oh, it's just normal dreams. That's what the devil wants you to know because you are being initiated. Fight it. When you're having those dreams where you can't move, oh, and you're trying to fight the enemy like this. <laughs> you can change where in the dream you are strong. No longer, <laughs> now you are chasing, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. <laughs> I remember a time just after I got married, you know, because before you get married, you, you, you're not supposed to sleep with your, with your wife, right? Mm. So because of that, we didn't sleep together. But once you get married, you sleep together. Then you see how people move in the night. <laughs> and she's like, Chris, Chris, Chris. Why? In Jesus' name, come on. In Jesus' name. Like, <laughs> Wake up. Who are you fighting there? Right? <laughs> <laughs> in the heavens I'm telling you when you've been speaking in tongues and being in prayer and worship your spirit becomes aggressive no demon can come in your dream and try and sneak hey! <laughs> I see you and then your wife will hear you hey! why am I here <laughs> So it is so important that you realize, right, that you are walking, walking with God and you never know what is tomorrow, what, what is in tomorrow. All you know is today. And if the Holy Spirit is telling you, today is the day to make right with your wife. Today is the day to call your mom and say sorry. Today is the day to call your friend and and take the low ground and say, I know that I thought I was right. I'm, it's fine. I, I just want to get right. Because the Holy Spirit speaks to you knowing what is coming. And he begins to instruct you and say, my son, I know better. Do this now. 
because you don't know that two days later death is coming to knock at the door and your action that was taken three days before will prepare you to be strong on the day when the enemy visits yeah are you with me and so end of the story Elijah raises the boy from the dead okay and so tonight we're speaking about, we're speaking about not, it's not about giving. It's about hearing. It's about hearing. Sometimes, sometimes you hear from God from the words of your child. Mommy, maybe today I was thinking, you know, we need to trust God more. Who is that speaking? Your little cousin that you are babysitting. Maybe, maybe in life we need to be more patient. Who is that speaking? Because all you need is a word, I'm telling you. Peter and the disciples were on a boat. Jesus was coming on the water. And they were saying, it's a, it's a ghost. It's, hey, hey, it's a ghost. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was high action to be with Jesus. It's a ghost. No, it's not a ghost. It's a ghost. Lord, is it you? Yeah, it's me. If it, <laughs> this is now Peter logic. If it's a ghost, if you think it's a ghost, ask if it's it's the Lord, and then ask it to tell you to commit suicide <laughs> as the test. If it's you, Lord, tell me to come on the water. Come. <laughs> he steps out, he begins to walk on water. That word has enough life in it to change the composition of water to change whatever is in the heart of your boss. To change whatever is in the heart of the person. It is in the word. All you need is one word from God. One word. One word. This is why when we are in a situation, we fast. Not because we are trying to persuade God. Come on God, twist his arm. Twist his arm. Let's fall. Four, four, five of us, let's fast. Twist his arm. Shake God's head. God! God, come out. No. God has already come out all the way with his son and sacrificed him on the tree. So from his side, he's in. Our issue is we fast to make ourselves sensitive enough so that you start having prophetic dreams. In the time when you are fasting, you start having prophetic dreams. You start having divine appointments. You, you hear things that when you are eating everything, you don't hear those things. Yeah? But you are, you are setting and making yourself sensitive so that Every ounce of revelation is coming to you. And when it's coming to you, it's building such conviction that it begins to change the course of your life. Hallelujah. My God. I've seen this. I've not seen everything, but these things, I'm telling you from experience. It doesn't matter where your life is now. If you are not happy with where your life is now, change it. Change it. Tell yourself, by next year, this time, these promises of God are coming to pass. It's coming to pass in my life. Tell yourself that. And then when, when you resolve in your heart like that, then you know that you are fully with one mind. You cannot be stopped. You cannot be stopped. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand. Daniel, put the, those prophetic songs music for us hallelujah oh, Abby, go ahead thank you jesus hallelujah 
right where you are. You know, I really feel like the Lord is saying there are many who despise what they have. The little income you have can change lives in the right hands. But first you have to repent in your heart and begin to realize that what you have in your hands might be little, but in the hands of God can become a miracle. Can become a miracle. So right now, wherever you are, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to thank God from your heart. Everything that you've got, especially in the area of your finance, thank Him. Thank Him for where you are at, what you have. What you have. Thank Him for that. Begin to speak blessings and good things concerning the fact that the Lord has given you that if you are faithful with the little, He will make you ruler over much. It's just a matter of time. It doesn't matter where you start. The question is where you are going. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You've brought me from abject poverty, Lord God. You've brought me and my parents, my family from abject poverty, Lord. It was only your word, oh God. Only your word that we had, God. Only your word that my parents gave to me, Lord. Only your word, only your word. And now we are walking, walking in high places, taking care of others because of your word, Lord. It is not our own power. It is not our own strength. It is not our own wisdom, God. It is your mercy and your word. I want you in your eye right now, in, in the eye of your spirit right now, begin to see yourself taking care of the things of God, financing the purposes of the kingdom of God. Don't say, no, but I don't have enough. Stop that. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. My God will supply all your need according to his riches in glory. He is able to make all grace abound to you. So that in every situation you may be self-sufficient and generous. There are works that have been ordained from the foundation. Good works that have been ordained for you from the foundations of the earth. Wonderful mighty works that are before you. Let's declare together, I will fulfill my purpose. There are works, there are good works that God prepared for me before I was born. They are in my future. They are in the path of faith. It will come to pass. I refuse to doubt. I set my eye on the promise. Greater is He. Come on, greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. I walk with God. I hear from God. I walk with God. I hear from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your heart. Say, Lord, I repent of unbelief. Holy Spirit, come. Teach me. Have your way with me. Lead me in your path, Lord. Make me like this widow. Cause me to walk in your way. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There's some of you here tonight. You come from a very poor family. And it's like a curse has been spoken over you. 
no you guys are just gonna be like that forever there's no way out and some of you, you come from a poor family but you manage to to escape out so you at least have a good job but the rest of the family is in darkness and it's pulling all your resources into a home but tonight there is grace to break that thing of your life right now right now right now so I take authority in the name of Jesus pray with me say I take authority in the name of Jesus over my life over my family in the name of Jesus above every other name and I command lack I command lack I command poverty I command suffering to back out of my family in the name of Jesus I'm called to take care of others I'm called to take care of others I rise up in my spirit tonight I rise up in my spirit tonight I rise up in my spirit tonight I change my situation now in the name of Jesus I speak the word of faith right now in Jesus name Yes, Lord. Father, I thank you that no more tolerating evil, evil oppression on, the, on your church, on your children, Lord. Every time they are called to take care of the widow, take care of the orphan. Oh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. It stops tonight in the name of Jesus. It stops tonight, Lord. Whatever is in our hand is enough. We will start with that, Lord God. We'll start with that, Lord. We'll start with that. In the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe that, shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.